G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Today's episode, it's very exciting, is the first of the new DBT Skills Series. And today we're going to kick it all off with a little skill, little technique called Radical Acceptance. But before we get into that, if you're enjoying the show, feel free to like, subscribe, give us a great rating, and share it around with your mates, the show that is. And if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can certainly do so at thedisregulated.podcast. All right, so as I said, today's episode is the first of the DBT Skills Series, and I'm very excited to present this episode to you today. Now, just before we get into it, though, if you haven't listened to the introductory Uh, episode on dialectical behavior therapy, I would recommend that you go back and listen to that one first because it does describe, I think, reasonably well what DBT is all about, what the therapy aims to do, and how it can help you ultimately live an even better life. That's the plan. So I would listen to that one first, but if you have listened to that one and you're tuning in now, get ready, strap yourselves in, because radical acceptance is a huge and very significant skill, and it has been for me for a long time now, and I'll explain why shortly, but very, very beneficial if you can really nail it. So let's let's get into it. Hopefully, this goes off without a hitch. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So radical acceptance comes to us from the distress tolerance module of dialectical behavior therapy. So it is a skill which aims to help make pain, that is mental pain, manageable and to minimize unnecessary suffering. The goal is to accept situations that are outside of our control for what they are without judgment. That is by accepting what is and not dwelling on what ifs or questioning why something bad has happened to you or even asking for answers as to why you of all people have to experience this and not somebody else. The core belief is that suffering comes not directly from the pain itself or a particular event, but from the attachment we form to the pain. So if we were able to accept and in turn distance ourselves from pain, we are able to step beyond it and into a space where change can occur. So we have to get to terms with reality, as as difficult as it may be, because resistance is futile. What has been has been. So we need to focus our energies on acceptance and ultimately committing to change. So for example, I myself have a lot of things in my world that I'm not happy with. And right at the top of my list would be that I have multiple complex mental illnesses, as you would now be all too aware of if you've listened to this show. For a long time, I used to fight this fact daily. Why me? Life isn't fair. In fact, I was thinking this earlier today, but then I used radical acceptance and I got over it. Anyway, I digress. Why me? Life isn't fair. I will never get beyond these labels. I am screwed. All pretty negative stuff, right? But once I learned the radical acceptance skill from DBT, I was able to step back from all this doom and gloom and allow myself the space to reframe how I viewed my plight. I was able to pull away from these overwhelming negative emotions and thoughts and move forward. I accepted my mental illnesses for what they are, pieces of shit, and all that they bring. Instead of trying to ignore or avoid or wish things were different, which just quietly is a complete waste of time. I accepted my fate, which allowed me to let go of this negativity and find meaning in my suffering. And that is in part why I do this podcast. I accepted 
that I have many mental illnesses and many labels, and, and I now know not to try and fight this, but to try and use it for good instead, to share my experiences with others to help improve, hopefully, our mental health literacy across the board. That'd be pretty cool. I could have easily kept fighting my predicament, you know, pretended nothing was wrong, and be forced to sit with these negative feelings that I will not even dare look at, just push them in the corner, even though... They're so overwhelming and I would have to sit with them. That's just the way it goes. If you don't confront these things, they just fester and fester and fester. And these negative feelings would not budge. But by accepting what is, I diffuse these thoughts and feelings and put a positive spin on my circumstances. Now, don't get me wrong. Radical acceptance doesn't mean you have to approve of the situation at hand. It also doesn't mean that acceptance equals acceptable like I said before, for a long time I carried the burden of mental illness around, all the while trying to pretend that it just didn't exist, even though I felt the pain and suffering of these disorders every day. Now, I don't find living a life through such a negative, distorted lens as acceptable. Definitely not. But what I did do was accept that this was the hand dealt to me, acknowledging this fact but then pivoting towards a mindset where I sought to change my circumstances, which leads to the next point of what radical acceptance is not, which is the idea of just giving up. Radical acceptance teaches us to look at what has come before with a non-judgmental view. What has been has been, and the acceptance of this allows us to then turn towards the future and seek to improve our lives. That's the goal at the end of the day. Although on the surface it appears mostly directed to the past, this radical acceptance stuff, I do find it uh, radical acceptance's best feature as a skill is that it does set us up for a better future. But to do so, you must come to terms with what have with what has got you to the point that you now find yourself in, the good and the bad. And that's what life is all about the good and the bad. So instead of asking why me or why now or just wondering how unfair it all is, we acknowledge the facts of reality because denial only wastes energy. It doesn't change a thing. Now, radical acceptance, as the name suggests, has a very cool radical element to it. It's more than just saying you accept things. That's too wishy-washy. It is a total and complete acceptance of the facts which don't change, through mind, body, and spirit. And don't worry, I'll tell you how to do this shortly. But it isn't easy. It is challenging and at times very painful. But the main goal behind radical acceptance is to get to a point where you are able to see and understand all the different options you have in front of you, all of them. And there's always options, even if it doesn't feel like it. There are, definitely. And to mindfully make the best decision you can for yourself. Mindfulness, that's going to keep coming up in this series. Mindfulness is key to DBT, not just radical acceptance. So I hope so far that that makes sense. That is one very long definition of what radical acceptance is, but this isn't an easy skill to understand or implement. It's not. So radical acceptance, the reason I'm starting with this skill is because it has been the most beneficial, I think, to me. It's been the most important to my reasonably positive prognosis, and I had to really nail it, but it has taken me so long to nail radical acceptance, and I still think there's work to be done. And the reason I wanted to start with this one is because I think Radical acceptance as a, as a concept really lays that foundation that all the other skills can sort of build upon. So to really understand such a broad and significant concept, we've got to get into the nitty gritty here. 
But if you have held on for this long, we will press ahead. And I thank you for sticking with me. And we'll have a look at some more examples of where this skill can be used, how to use it. And this should hopefully make, make it all a bit clearer. So some examples of where practicing radical acceptance can be beneficial include coping with a breakup. Now, DBT is, is, is in response to BPD, borderline personality disorder. So it, it makes sense that one of the skills of DBT would have to do with coping with breakups because that is such a big theme and issue for people with BPD. And my God, how I've had to use this skill in some moments like that in the past for me, I'll tell you what. And that's why radical acceptance has been such a big part of my story. But it's not just all to do with breakups and 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 lost lost romances. It 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 also can help if you lose your job or after the loss of a loved one or dealing with some sort of other trauma or when needing to accept the unavoidable or even keeping anger in check when certain situations arise. And a big one is if you feel stuck or unable to move beyond a negative event radically accepting your fate is a huge step forward. So as I said, the reason why I've chosen radical acceptance to be the first DBT skill, this is so exciting, we will learn here on the Dysregulated Podcast, is because it is the skill that I have used the most. It has been the most important, I think, for me, although they're all great, because there is a lot of my reality that I do not like. So I had to use this skill to grow beyond my circumstances, which I'm still not particularly happy about today, but we're working on that. Because for so long, I used to ruminate on all the mistakes that I've made, the emotional pain, the regrets, etc. And all that achieved was to make me a bitter, jaded and worn out person. So once I started using this skill, I unshackled myself from these circumstances and started putting energy into the areas of my life that I could change and to reframe those areas that I couldn't. I have found radical acceptance to be particularly helpful in dealing with those areas that you just cannot change, and some things you just can't. So while grief, disappointment, sadness, and other negative emotions are normal from time to time, not all the time, but but sometimes, and, and let's cluster these feelings together. Let's just call it pain. Suffering, which we all know what suffering feels like, results when our pain, that I just went through before, is prolonged due to a lack of acceptance. Less suffering is the key. And before we get into our practice, just another quick interjection of what radical acceptance is not. Please try and keep up and try and stick with me here. It is not forgiveness. So what forgiveness is, at least as I understand it, is an act of kindness given to another person, whereas radical acceptance, and this is so cool, is an act of kindness to the self, a bit of self-love instead of self-loathing. Isn't that an amazing thing? Okay, okay. Let's look at radical acceptance in a practical way, and then hopefully all the pieces will fit in nicely and we'll be able to understand what it is I'm blabbing on about. So we'll begin We'll uh, sorry, begin by looking at how a lack of acceptance can manifest itself. Now, I want you to think, do any of these phrases or ways of thinking apply to you? Because if they do, radical acceptance is for you. All right, so let's look at some thought patterns of somebody who is not accepting their circumstances. So 
For example, you may think, I can't deal with this. This is not fair. Things shouldn't be like this. I cannot believe that this is happening right here, right now. It is not right. Things should be different. Why is this happening to me? Now, some feelings and behaviors that might be experienced include blaming yourself for everything bad that happens in your life. Listen, I don't care how bad at the life game you are. Not everything bad is because of you, okay? I just want to put that out there because unfortunately, some people in this situation do think that. Definitely not. Anyway, that was a little side note. Moving on. Some more feelings and behaviors may include feeling stuck and, and not thinking that you can change anything for the better. You wish that things were different, but you feel powerless. You are angry with the world. That was a big one for me. And you resort resort to maladaptive coping mechanisms such as alcohol or drugs, which unfortunately I resonate with that as well. Used to. All right. Relationship patterns. This is where it gets pretty interesting. So keep an eye out for this. You are constantly nagging your partner, hoping that they will change. They will not. (laughs) You are often disappointed by the choices that others make. Hmm. You feel resentful of things that have happened in the past. Oh, yeah. And you tend to hold grudges. Yep, I'm a Scorpio with BPD. I love holding grudges. All right. People often show a lack of acceptance towards situations because they feel like acceptance brings with it agreement of all that has occurred. Remember, I said earlier that acceptance doesn't equal acceptable. In coming to terms with and feeling pain in the openness of consciousness is extremely difficult because you're very vulnerable. You're very vulnerable. Acknowledgement means all of a sudden that pain can feel very real, very tangible, physical. But with commitment and practice, this pain, this mental anguish can be managed appropriately because avoiding your emotions only creates more problems down the track. Take it from me. Kicking the can down the road does not help, but I tell you, it is so easy to fall into that trap. Now, this is what I want you to do, my amazing listeners. Grab a pen and piece of paper. Press me on pause. Pause me, my beautiful voice. Grab a pen and paper, piece of paper, because it is time now to go through the 10 steps of radical acceptance. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ready, you've got your pen and paper, ready, one to 10, let's go. 10 steps for practicing radical acceptance. Number one, observe that you are fighting against reality, okay? Fighting against reality, you're never going to win that, I'm afraid. So for example, you might be thinking, and we sort of said this before, it shouldn't be like this. If you catch yourself saying that, well, then maybe we need to practice some radical acceptance. So pay attention to what triggers resistance or notice when you cannot accept something. Even though, as I hope you will be learning in this episode, you can accept everything. You just got to really work on it. That's for sure. Number two, remind yourself that the unpleasant reality cannot be changed. For example, you may be thinking, this is what happened. These are the facts. So remind yourself that the unpleasant reality, as much as we'd love to change it, cannot be changed. Number three, acknowledge that something led to this moment, hasn't come out from nowhere, and much of it is unfortunately out of your control. So for example, you might think about how this is how it happened. Number four, this is a big one, 
practice acceptance with not only your mind, so you know, this is a very cognitive sort of exercise, but you also need to practice acceptance with your body and spirit as well. So to do this, we use different techniques. And a lot of this will be very personable to, to depending on what it is that works for you. So this includes accepting self-talk. So what that is, that is where you substitute in new accepting thoughts in replace of old maladaptive thoughts, the ones I read out earlier. You evaluate your different thoughts and accept only what is factual, true, and helpful. That is the metric that we are evaluating these thoughts upon. They need to be factual, true, and helpful. We also can use relaxation techniques such as a body scan or controlled breathing exercises so we are present in the moment and not at the mercy of frenzied emotions. And you can use other mindfulness techniques as well as long as you're anchored to this moment and thinking as clear as you can with your wise mind. We're going to talk a lot more about the wise mind in this DBT skills series. Stay tuned. Now, a little tip, if you're a very sort of visual or graphical in how you learn and retain information, then using imagery is also a very helpful tool by by diving into your imagination and vividly seeing the acceptance of what is. So actually create a picture of what acceptance looks like to you. And we can also use journaling and self-reflection exercises um, to also really practice acceptance and see ourselves creating this accepting environment. So there's a few different ways there that we can do it, but it's very important that we do. Number five, so I would get you to list what your behaviors would look like if you did accept the facts and then act accordingly. So let's use the example of not getting a job interview. Um, And this is quite relevant to me at the moment, unfortunately. You could beat yourself up over it. You could run yourself down and dwell on how terrible of a candidate you surely must have been, even though in my case, there's no evidence for that, but that's still my natural way of thinking. Anyway, anyway, or you can accept that there are many reasons as to why you might not have got the interview, move on from the disappointment, but acknowledge it and keep applying for other positions. By radically accepting what is allows you to let go and move forward towards a positive outcome. And this is just one very simple example of how that can work, but it's all about moving towards the positive. And that is also a theme that's going to keep coming up over and over again. And something that I need to keep practicing. Okay, number six, plan ahead with events that seem unacceptable. Okay, forward thinking again, and think about how you should appropriately cope. Prepare for success. Number seven, remain mindful of physical sensations throughout your body, such as tension or stress. So attend to these physical feelings. For example, when I feel regret for things I may have done in the past, I always feel that emotion in the pit of my stomach. So I focus on that area of my body as I mindfully feel and accept what it is that I'm experiencing that has to do with regret. Number eight, embrace feelings such as disappointment, sadness, or grief. Don't fight them. These are normal emotions and are often justified if painful. Number nine, acknowledge that life is worth living, even when there might be temporary pain. And finally, number 10, if you find yourself resisting, complete a pros and cons exercise to better understand the full impact of your choice. And in future episodes, we'll explore the pros and cons skill. It's another DBT skill in greater detail. Don't worry. 
So stay tuned for that too. But essentially what you do, you list all the positive and negative aspects of, of acceptance and what that means. So what should result, hopefully, is a, and it should if, if this exercise is done properly, is a much more significant and detailed list on the pros side of things than the cons. So it is a nifty little exercise to get your thoughts down on paper so that they are tangible and then easily evaluate any given situation on its merits, pros and cons. We're going to come back to that in future episodes. So to go with the 10 points I've just outlined, here are a few coping statements which are helpful to use in the moment when you might be feeling a little bit out of control. So feel free to jot these down as well and stick them around your room or put them on your phone for easy access or whatever works for you. These statements are short and simple, yet can allow yourself to pivot back towards an accepting and positive frame of mind. So for example, When I fight negative emotions, I'm making them stronger. Put that one down. I cannot change the things that have happened in my past, but I can grow beyond it. Yes. Empower yourself to do so by listening to this podcast. I'm able to accept the present moment exactly as it is. I can and will get through difficult emotions, even if it is terribly difficult. I can feel anxiety, but still effectively manage this situation. Hell yeah, you can. I can choose to make a new path, even if I feel upset. Just keep trudging along. You'll get there. When I remain rational, I am, well, I'm a better person. I just added that in because it is true. When I'm rational, let's see, say it how it's written, I'm better able to make good decisions and problem solve. That's true too. And it is always better to take the necessary actions than to keep judging or blaming. Get beyond the judging or blaming because it does not serve you well. Make no mistake, radical acceptance is hard, very, very hard. But if you are able to use this skill, you'll find that you will start to feel a sense of relief and overall just feel better about your situation. And I'll tell you what, if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at the dysregulated.podcast. All right, I hope that I hope that makes a bit of sense. It is a huge concept, radical acceptance. And as I said, you know, I've done six months of DBT. I've done heaps of work. I used to have written on my wall on a whiteboard, radical acceptance. It used to be the first thing that I would look at every time I woke up. And I did that for 18 months after I completed DBT. And I still am trying to come to terms with everything that radical acceptance means. But I hope that at the very least provides a bit of a launching pad. And if any of that resonates with you, by all means, feel free to reach out to me and we can talk about it in more depth as well. So thank you for listening. I hope that this episode will help you if you need it. And please let someone know about the DBT skills series if you think they may benefit as well. You don't have to have BPD or another mental illness for these skills and techniques to help. It is all about enriching our lives and having a real good crack at it. All right. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time here on the Dysregulated Podcast.